Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, September 8th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there will be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Ki tetsi, and it means when you go out. Deuteronomy twenty-three thirteen to twenty-five. Each of you must have a spade as part of your equipment. Whenever you relieve yourself, dig a hole with the spade and cover the excrement. The camp must be holy, for the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and to defeat your enemies. He must not see any shameful thing among you, or he will turn away from you. If slaves should escape from their masters and take refuge with you, you must not hand them over to their masters. Let them live among you in any town they choose, and do not oppress them. No Israelite, whether man or woman, may become a temple prostitute. When you are bringing an offering to fulfill a vow, You must not bring to the house of the Lord your God any offering from the earnings of a prostitute, whether a man or a woman, for both are detestable to the Lord your God. Do not charge interest on the loans you make to fellow Israelites, whether you loan money or food or anything else. You may charge interest to foreigners, but you may not charge interest to Israelites so that the Lord your God may bless you in everything you do in the land you are about to enter and occupy. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promised him, 
For the Lord your God demands that you promptly fulfill all your vows, or you will be guilty of sin. However, it is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. But once you have voluntarily made a vow, be careful to fulfill your promise to the Lord your God. When you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat your fill of grapes, but you must not carry away any in a basket. And when you enter your neighbor's field of grain, you may pluck the heads of grain with your hand, but you must not harvest it with a sickle. Isaiah 1, 1-2, These are the visions that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these visions during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. Listen, O heavens, pay attention, earth. This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows its owner, and a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Oh, what a sinful nation they are, loaded down with a burden of guilt. They are evil people, corrupt children who have rejected the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured, and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds, without any soothing ointments or bandages. Your country lies in ruins, and your towns are burned. Foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes and destroy everything they see. Beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned, like a watchman's shelter in a vineyard, like a lean-to in a cucumber field after the harvest, like a helpless city under siege. If the Lord of Heaven's armies had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom and destroyed like Gomorrah. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen, for your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get rid of your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight 
for the rights of widows. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If you only will obey me, you will have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken. See how Jerusalem, once so faithful, has become a prostitute. Once the home of justice and righteousness, she is now filled with murderers. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, you are now like watered-down wine. Your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of them love bribes and demand payoffs. But they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, the mighty one of Israel, says, I will take revenge on my enemies and pay back my foes. I will raise my fist against you, and I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove all your impurities. Then I will give you good judges again, and wise counselors like you used to have. Then Jerusalem will again be called the home of justice and the faithful city. Zion will be restored by justice. Those who repent will be revived by righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be completely destroyed, and those who desert the Lord will be consumed. You will be ashamed of your idol worship in groves of sacred oaks. You will blush because you worshipped in gardens dedicated to idols. You will be like a great tree with withered leaves, like a garden without water. The strongest among you will disappear like straw. Their evil deeds will be the spark that sets it on fire. They and their evil works will burn up together, and no one will be able to put out the fire. This is a vision that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion, his word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. For the Lord has rejected his people the descendants of Jacob, because they have filled their land with practices from the east and with sorcerers, as the Philistines do. They have made alliances with pagans. Israel is full of silver and gold. 
There is no end to its treasures. Their land is full of war horses. There is no end to its chariots. Their land is full of idols. The people worship things they have made with their own hands. So now they will be humbled, and all will be brought low. Do not forgive them. Crawl into caves in the rocks and hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the glory of His majesty. Human pride will be brought down, and human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. For the Lord of heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, has a day of reckoning. He will punish the proud and mighty and bring down everything that is exalted. He will cut down the tall cedars of Lebanon and all the mighty oaks of Bashan. He will level all the high mountains and all the lofty hills. He will break down every high tower and every fortified wall. He will destroy all the great trading ships and every magnificent vessel. Human pride will be humbled, and human arrogance will be brought down. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. Idols will be completely disappeared. When the Lord rises to shake the earth, his enemies will crawl into holes in the ground. They will hide in caves in the rocks from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. On that day of judgment, they will abandon the gold and silver idols they made for themselves to worship. They will leave their gods to the rodents and bats while they crawl away into caverns and hide among the jagged rocks in the cliffs. They will try to escape the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty as he rises to shake the earth. Don't put your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? Second Corinthians 10, 1-18 Now I, Paul, appeal to you, Corinthians, with the gentleness and kindness of Christ, though I realize you think I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you now so that when I come I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. I'm not trying to frighten you by my letters, for some say Paul's letters are demanding and forceful but in person he is weak and his speeches are worthless. Those people should realize that our actions when we arrive in person will be as forceful as what we say in our letters from far away. Oh, don't worry. 
We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. But they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as a standard of measurement. How ignorant! We will not boast about things done outside our area of authority. We will boast only about what has happened within the boundaries of the work God has given us, which includes our working with you. We are not reaching beyond these boundaries when we claim authority over you, as if we had never visited you. For we were to, the first to travel all over all the way to Corinth with the good news of Christ. Nor do we boast and claim credit for the work someone else has done. Instead, we hope that your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. Then we will be able to go and preach the good news in other places far beyond you where no one else is working. Then there will be no question of our boasting about work done in someone else's territory. As the scriptures say, if you want to boast, Boast only about the Lord. When people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. Psalm 52, 1-9 Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior? Don't you realize God's justice continues forever? All day long you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies. You love evil more than good and lies more than truth. You love to destroy others with your words, you liar. But God will strike you down once once and for all. He will pull you from your home and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see it and be amazed. They will laugh and say, Look what happens to mighty warriors who do not trust in God. They trust their wealth instead and grow more and more bold in their wickedness. But I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. I will trust in your good name, in the presence of your faithful people. Proverbs 22, 26 and 27 Don't agree to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for someone else. If you can't pay it, even your bed will be snatched from under you. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Isaiah chapter 1 and 2. And there are several key themes and principles that come out of these two chapters in Isaiah. We see, first of all, that... The chapter opens with God expressing his feelings, his very strong feelings. And he says, The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Now, I don't know how many of you out there listening are parents whose children have grown up and who've become very rebellious and who've walked away from God. Or maybe they're good people, but they're indifferent or apathetic about the things of God. And this can be very, very heartbreaking. Especially after you've poured so much time and love and energy and resources into children for so many years. 
and then to see them go down a rebellious path. Very heartbreaking. God can relate to this. The children of Israel rebelled against him. And he's calling for the children of Israel, and also for you and I, to wash ourselves and to be clean and to get our sins out of his sight and to give up our evil ways and to learn to do good and to seek justice and to help the oppressed. It's like he's sitting down face to face, eye to eye, at a table with you or with me. And he says in verse 18, Come now, let's settle this, though your sins are like scarlet. I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. He really wants us to take responsibility for our sin, not hide it, not cover it up, not ignore it, or make excuses or rationalize, but just repent. And that through the blood of Christ, he will make our sins as white as snow. Now, another thing that comes out in chapter 2. He says, In the last days the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills. People from all over the world will stream there to worship. This is Mount Zion. It's in Jerusalem. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion, that is Jerusalem, and his word will go out from Jerusalem. So there's a day coming when all the peoples of the nations of the earth will stream to Mount Zion to be taught the word of God, the Torah. That will be an amazing day. And it says that the Lord's going to mediate between nations and settle international disputes. Now, a theme that pops up throughout the rest of this chapter is that there is a day of reckoning coming. And he sees that the land is full of idols, the people worship things they've made, and they will be humbled and all will be brought low. Verse 11, human pride will be brought down and human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. And this is repeated in verse 17. Human pride will be humbled. Human arrogance will be brought down. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. So this day of the Lord, this day of judgment is coming. There is a day of reckoning coming. So I don't know about you, but sometimes when I take a quick gander, a quick peek at what's going on in the news, and I try not to stay there very long at all, just look at it enough to know what's going on, it can be very disheartening and very discouraging. We no longer live in a free society, a free democracy in the United States. The republic has fallen. And the only way I personally can even operate on the, online, on the internet, with the work that I do, is I have to have a VPN to hide my IP address. Um, 
and I take other measures, security measures, to protect my identity while I'm online because I have had attacks online with people trying to block me from being able to access the internet. The censorship is severe and extreme. Um, you're not going to find truth on YouTube very much. You're going to have to go to places like Rumble. You have to go to alternative news sites to find out what's really going on. And the disheartening news is people like Dr. Simone Gold, who's both an attorney and an MD, who founded America's Frontline Doctors. She's a white hat, and she's a hero. And she sounded the alarm about these experimental use jab shots to say this is not necessary. There's a lot of bad effects that come from it. And there are early prevention, home prevention things you can do if you get sick with COVID. She basically sounded the alarm and began that whole message. She is now serving a 60-day jail sentence in prison for a misdemeanor because she had the boldness and the courage to speak up on January the 6th and speak about these vaccines. And they're really not vaccines. They're bioweapons. And now she's serving time in jail for a misdemeanor because she entered a government building illegally. And yet we have Antifa and BLM people catch and release. Liberal prosecutors who refuse to prosecute their crimes. And then we have the Mar-a-Lago raid on President Trump's home in Florida and the FBI behaving like the KGB in Russia, an illegal raid on his home personal private residence. And I think it's meant to instill fear in people that if they can do this to Simone Gold and to President Trump, they can do this to anybody. And so it appears on the surface like... <laughs> The bad guys are winning, and and the white hats, the people of God, the conservatives, were getting stomped on, were getting crushed, and life is tough right now, with high inflation, high gas prices, high food prices. Life is difficult right now, and yet the encouragement that I get from what we just read in Isaiah is that there is a day of reckoning. And it says in verse chapter 2, verse 18, idols are going to completely disappear. When the Lord rises to shake the earth, that's a remez hint of a great mega quake, a huge quake, his enemies will crawl into holes in the ground and they will hide in caves in the rocks from the terror of the Lord. Verse 20, on that day of judgment, they will abandon the gold and silver idols they made for themselves to worship, and they will leave their gods to the rodents and the bats. They will try to escape the terror of the Lord as the glory of his majesty as he rises to shake the earth. Don't put your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? And so God is going, on this day of judgment, there's going to be a great shaking, and he's going to humble every single person on the planet. All will be brought low. Human pride will be brought down, and human arrogance will be humbled. And only the Lord will be exalted. 
on that day of judgment. So what I'm saying is that when you see tremendous injustice, there is a day of reckoning coming, and righteousness will win. Righteousness will trump the day. God's righteousness. He will deal with the wicked. He will deal with the evil ones. And they will be judged. And our position, our heart attitude is we must hit the deck and be very humble and repent for any sin that we have and stay close to Yeshua and walk in humility. So there is a day of reckoning coming, and that's my encouragement to you, is when you see great injustice and unrighteousness going on in your world, in your culture, in your family, in your community, God's justice is going to prevail. And hopefully soon. Hopefully very soon. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>